After Talking Years. I'm your host, Stephen Zanuck. I'm Alex Brodsky. And I'm Vincent Baldassano. Last weekend, RPI's season came to an end against Harvard in the playoffs in three games. We are joined by Coach Dave Smith once again. Coach, I, I know the pain that comes with the season ending is difficult. How are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm doing fine. I mean, the uh, we slow down from 100 miles an hour to 70. We're still speeding, but we're mm-hmm. the, the pace slows down, and you know, some some meetings and all those things, and you know, we get a chance to reflect on the season, and I know we'll talk about some of those things uh, today. Yep. Um, after a roller coaster of a season and a pretty great playoff push, at least I thought. Um, could you talk a little bit about the group of guys you coached this year, how they developed as a team, how they got better throughout the season, how they adapted, and how they kept pushing until that last shift on Sunday? Well, I think, you know, I don't know if that was a month ago, six weeks ago. We started to talk in here, and we started to talk with our team also about there's a lot of teams that you get to mid-January, early February that look at it and say, our, our season's already determined, um, and we just kept getting better. And, you know, little steps, just little things that kept getting better. And I think it really came to fruition with our backs against the wall. I mean, um, I don't know that we can play much better than what we played against Harvard in all three games. Mm-hmm. Um, even against Dartmouth, we played really well. We had some quiet moments, but we played really well. So, I mean, our guys, um, I think they embraced the attitude of, of keep getting better. I think, you know, we had to work at it uh, all season. It wasn't a, an easy season. Um, but in the end, we became a very close group on the ice, and, and I think our, our play showed that. So really proud of the, the efforts that went into it. Really I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to push these guys um, to, to that limit. Also disappointing we could get over the hump in the game against mm-hmm. Harvard, uh, one of those games, to, you know, to win two of them. But, um, you know, upon reflection, uh, very, very happy with how the effort led to what we got. Yeah, and uh, for the record, I do think, it, like, the series against Harvard was a really good good effort. I mean, it was fun to watch. I definitely thought that that was a really solid yeah, I would usually so. say, well, I was happy to entertain you, but I think my actions <laughs> on Friday night may have been more entertaining than <laughs> I had hoped. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, I, I, it wasn't the right thing to do, and you know, I'll, I'll put, I'll put it out there before you guys ask. I mean, I apologize <laughs> to the RPI community, to our players, and it's not how we want to represent ourselves. But it was good hockey, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you, you beat us to the punch a bit there. <laughs> Wise move by me. <laughs> um, Scratching that one right now. <laughs> yeah. So talking a bit about Friday's game, it felt like a very uncharacteristic game for the team this year. You you were very sound defensively all season and collapsed a bit at the end of the game. What happened in your eyes that, that let Harvard come back? Well, I would, I would not use the word collapse. Um, the... A three-goal lead with five minutes left, you could use it, but um, I've watched it a lot of times since then. Um, you know, Harvard made one mistake, um, and we got that puck and missed the empty net by about 12 inches. Oh, yeah. I and, you know, but even leading up to that, we had a breakaway to make the game 4 nothing, and uh, did not score. Again, so that's a credit to, credit to Harvard. Um the shots that we gave up, two of them, we gave them up from places that 
when you're down a man, you have to give those up. And they had eyes. Um, we needed a block. We needed a, a, a an errant shot. Um, we needed something to happen differently. But systematically, we were we were right there. We were right there. And and I give them a lot of credit because they bobbled one pass. We got that puck and we missed the empty net again. It was 185 feet, but we missed it by 12 inches. That's how close that was. And they they found it. They found pucks they found rebounds um you know I, I think we made one sort of big mistake we left the guy that scored on the tying goal um, we didn't get back there quick enough but um i would not use the word collapse even though i understand that the definition of a three goal lead with five minutes left you could use that but um they 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 found the luck we didn't have the luck they got three and then they get the one in overtime yeah um, what did you say in that locker room after after the third period before overtime? Because uh, you know, obviously the game wasn't over at all, but Harvard still just had all the momentum and scored very quickly. Well, we tried to get the momentum back, and obviously we we didn't do it. They scored two minutes in, um, so we just talked about, hey, uh, you know, we we have an opportunity here to win a game in the on the road, first game of the playoffs, and. Let's focus on that, but uh, the momentum stayed with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one other thing was just that it, it felt like the game was sort of a big missed opportunity just because it almost feels like if you if you close that game out and you win game one, you end up taking one of the next two just with how even the series was, and I think that's part of what makes it hurt a lot. Do you view the game or series in a similar light at all? Um. Well, I think some people could say or would say, you know, well, man, we won the second night. We should have won the first night. What would have happened if we won the first yeah. night? But when you win the first night, it changes the second. Yeah. So I do agree it's hard to win back-to-back -back games in college hockey. And to get that first one um, would have been significant, that's for sure. I think I – think uh, for sure, like part of the reason that <clears throat> we, you know, came out kind of swinging on on Saturday night was from how Friday night kind of ended up, and uh, like like you said, that first game affects the second, you know, and then affects the third. So it's hard hard to say if we would have won the second, and if we didn't, if we had won the the third one, um, you know, if we had won the first, and I I think you're right about that. Um, I think this this past weekend and, and probably the the whole playoff run can probably be described by the word resilience and uh, you know I think our mentality throughout the last six games was consistently positive and consistently a kind of go down swinging type of mindset um, and I think one like tangible aspect of this that you could see in our our team um, you know that kind of helped to to give that feeling of resilience is uh, how our our depth has been recently. Um, so what do you think about how uh, the underclassmen have kind of stepped up towards uh, the end of the season here? Yeah, I mean, we stuck with the same lineup um, all through the playoffs. Um, but the other guys were knocking at the door, and we just really liked our consistency. We liked the mix, and I think our young guys took really big steps and understood that the grind of the season prepared our group for the playoffs. And, um, you know, that's what's hard if you've never been through it before. And we had a lot of guys that had never been through it. Um, and Harvard was a really talented team. I thought Dartmouth played really well. And, you know, it took every learning moment from the season to be able to pull those out. And 
uh, the development of the underclassmen was important in those days. Yeah, I think it was especially important to kind of um, wean off of relying on um, the, the that top line, you know, the, the guys who aren't going to be here next year. And I think it's kind of good to set us up for our future. So how do you feel about um, the team's kind of uh, cohesiveness as we move into the offseason and, and look toward next year? Well, I think, you know, we're three days past the end of the season. Um, we know that in this era of the transfer portal, some guys want to leave programs just because they can. They want to try something different, a different campus, a different rink, a different coach, a different uniform. Um, and that, that will happen with us the same as it's going to happen with everybody else. Three days in, I don't think that's all been determined yet, how that will completely shake out. Um, so I come back to the foundation. I come back to, are we doing the right things? Do we have enough of the pieces? And I think your question started on this is are, are the young returning pieces or the, the, the older non-graduating players, are they enough to help carry us through? And I think our foundation is strong. I know the process works and we've got to ride out the transfer portal. It's not comfortable for coaches. It's not comfortable for, for players. It's not comfortable for fans. Um, but it is the landscape that is college athletics. So um, I do believe we've got a lot of good pieces in place, but much like last year, we're going to have to bring it together as a team when the time is right. We're going to have to make positive strides uh, on and off the ice. Mm. Um, we touched on it a little bit already, but after the first game, after that loss, what was the message to the guys? Because like you said, I mean... Yeah. It's very hard to win two games in a row in college hockey, especially against a really good team. So uh, we went in the locker room, Vincent. We went in the locker room, um, and we don't always go in after the game. We go in mm -hmm. when there's something that needs to be shared. And we actually gave them a little bit longer time. Usually we go in almost, almost immediately when we do go in. Um, we said, hey, shower up, get stre stretched out, roll out, do the take care of your body, um, and then we're going to come in. We needed a little bit of time, um, but we needed to get a bandage on, on that and stop that <laughs> bleeding right away. And we just, we just reset. We said, hey, it doesn't matter if they win 5 nothing or 4-3 in overtime, and um, you know, we're, we're going to keep the same routine. Expect the same routine. We have a, we have a schedule. We're going to follow it. We're going to go back. We're going to eat, and we've got to heal very quickly. Um, in the morning, we're going to come to the rink. We're going to do our after-action review. Um, we're going to get better, and we're going to be ready for tomorrow night. So here's what you can expect. So you take care of yourself, and we'll do that. And, and to their credit, they did. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, did an excellent job on Saturday coming back from that. It was just another game of hockey that had to be played, and I think we did a really good job of playing that game. And, you know, we come out, and I thought we, we you know, ha had a slight advantage in play in the first period, and we're down one nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you have, you know, a second period where you're down two nothing. And it's like, man, what do we got to do? How much, is this it? How much better can we play? But we didn't need to change our, our focus. We just needed some better results. And we just talked about what we'd learned up until that point and what we had earned up until that point and we said, let's go play. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, we get a, end up with a, a one goal lead that we give up again, but it wasn't. It wasn't uh, panic at that point. It wasn't panic, and you got to give credit. I mean, Harvard's a hell of a good team, mm -hmm. and their talent rose to the occasion to get them 
not only the win Friday, a tie going into overtime on Saturday, um, and got them a win on on Sunday. Their talent, their talent stepped up. Yeah, yeah. It almost felt like that was sort of the slim difference in the series. The team play for both was very strong. I just think they had just that slight edge in in the talent and finishing ability to to get more goals. Yeah, I mean. I was going to say even, like, I hate to use the word, but I think there was a lot of luck in both directions this weekend. I mean, there were some good bounces we got, good bounces they got, and I thought that, like you said, the 12 inches to having an empty net goal that first game. And and even, you know, I think every game both teams had those near misses. Mm-hmm. You know, it just squeaks by. Like, their their first empty net goal on Friday night, I mean, we have a great view from the bench. I've seen it on video numerous times. It literally missed things by you know, mere inches, mm-hmm. millimeters for the Canadians, right? <laughs> um, but it just it just missed things and just found its way inside the post. Um, and then we have one that goes by, goes under his arm, it's in behind, we don't get it in. It's not the difference in the series, but it does have an effect on the series, that's for sure. It was a really, really close series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so wrapping up here a bit for this segment, what are your final overall reflections of the season? And uh, was it a success in your eyes? Well, um, our goals are to get to Lake Placid, to win the ECAC, to get to the NCAA tournament, to win the national championship. Um, We didn't meet those goals, but that doesn't mean the season was a failure. Um, Along the way, you know, there's shared experiences, the relationships, and there's a lot of positives that we can draw. It was challenging to come back after a year off. It was challenging to play without fans. It was challenging to rebuild a roster where we had eight guys transfer and we had multiple mm-hmm. new players. When we take that perspective and we earned a top six spot, home ice for a second consecutive season that we played, we won a playoff round, we, we increased our win total from 17 to 18, we pushed, we pushed that quarterfinal round to the brink, literally to the brink. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a successful year. We have loftier goals than that, but if that's a down year, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned the eight players leaving, and I think it's just important to know everyone knows it. But <laughs> those weren't just like eight players. You know that included an All ECAC goaltender that's now a Richter semifinalist. Richter is the goaltender of the year award nationally. For those that don't know, um, you know one of one of uh, Tristan Ashbrook is one of Michigan Tech's top goal scorers, and Michigan Tech's about to be a tournament team. Uh, They're, I think, 12th right now. Um, Corey Babichuk, all ECAC Rookie of the Year finalist last year, or not last year, but two years ago. And Brady Ferner, who played key minutes and was probably future captain. So those are big losses, and I think it's impressive. You know, you never want to have to dip into the transfer portal that much. Obviously, you did it out of necessity, and it's impressive to come back and get a second straight top six finish, get a second straight quarterfinals appearance. That hasn't, we talked before, that hadn't been done in about a decade, I think. So it's definitely a success in my eyes, and I'm glad to hear that everyone seems to think that as well. Yeah, I think we're all disappointed we couldn't get to Lake Placid. Like we put a lot right. of energy into that. and um, But you also have to give credit to Harvard have to give credit to the other teams in the league and um yeah we can reflect and say what should have been what could have been but we didn't leave anything 
out there. We, we gave it everything we had, and the guys' compete level was very, very high, and the results, you know, we want to win every game. But um, I'm proud of the guys' effort and attitude throughout the entire season. All right, well, that's going to do it here for this first segment. We're now going to bring on our special guest of the week. We now welcome special guest, senior defenseman, Kyle Halbauer. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. What are some of uh, your thoughts on this year's season? I mean, it's a tough season, obviously. Um, we outperformed our ranking that we're predicted to be. Um, we had a lot of adversity this year, as you, as you guys know. No fans and all that. But uh, I think we all came together and played really well throughout the season and I guess we went as far as we were supposed to go <laughs> but we would we would have liked to uh been able to get the chance to go to Lake Placid yeah I, and I think um you know Stephen and I were talking about I think we were pretty deserving uh, I think this year but um yeah things uh just shook out the, the way they did yeah. so that's how it goes sometimes I guess um it must have been tough without the fans this year at home but um, what are some of the highlights of your past season? Did you? What were some of your favorite moments? This past season, um, I'm gonna think about that for a second. Um, with or without the team, either way. I mean, with the team, obviously off the ice, not just playing hockey. Everyone coming together and having a good time together—that's always fun, and. Uh, this year brought us all really close together. And I, I'd say on the ice, just anytime we get a win and we get to go in the locker room and sing that the, the win song in, in our circle, um, watching the progression from the first game to the, our last win, everyone in the first game looking around like, what the hell is this song? <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone can just belt it out as loud as they can and that's that's just awesome yeah that's really cool um what are some of the goals you set for yourself going into this season and talk a little bit about do you think you accomplished them how how did those progress for you well i'll first say i don't think i accomplished all my individual goals but some of those are just up to chance i guess mm -hmm. sometimes um i wanted to play for our team you know i wanted to go to Lake Placid and obviously win it and go to the NCAA tournament, but um, we didn't, and I think that's where I come up short. Yeah, I mean, it's a great season either way. What about moving on to next year? Is there any goals you're setting right now for maybe the summer, getting better, you know? Every summer <coughs> you have some expectation of where you're going into school with and what uh, – what you want to do with that year. But I think right now, so close to being done with the season, um, it'll take me a week or two at least relax. to decompress yeah. and <laughs> relax and mm -hmm. eventually get back into it. And then I think right there is where I set goals. And uh, finally, how do you think you have grown as a person and how do you think the team has grown as a whole throughout the year through your eyes? I think as a person, I've definitely, well, with Dave being our coach, he 
puts a lot of emphasis on personality and understanding personality. And just from that point of view, I think I've grown understanding personalities, communicating with certain personality types. And uh, it definitely helps not just on the team either. Um, it helps in all aspects of life and I'm grateful for that. So taking a bigger picture of you, how do you feel about your time at RPI overall over the past four years? Oh, it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, th we were coming off our best year, sophomore year. Um, ended obviously how we didn't want it to. And then um, I think it went downhill from there, just not playing the whole year. Everyone was uh, kind of in shambles, I felt like. But... Uh, this year we brought it we brought it all together when, uh in the beginning of the year when uh we all come back our dorms aren't open yet so we have guys sleeping on floors and couches and <laughs> the upperclassmen's houses and uh it definitely brings a team camaraderie together yeah and um how do you think you've you know, not only Vincent asked you like how you've grown throughout the year, how do you think you've grown over your whole time or is it kind of the same way you think? It's the same. It's just, it just builds every year pretty much. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, if you had to choose, uh, I guess, one, one person who you think made kind of the, the biggest impact on your career while at RPI, who do you think it would be? Impact on my hockey career. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure. A <laughs> 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 lot, lot of people you interact with, I'm sure. I don't think I can pinpoint it to one person, sure. but definitely our coaching staff um, has helped me make has helped make me a better hockey player and better person overall. And I think uh, Chuck, our D coach, is a, a great coach, and he definitely knows what he's doing, and he's got a lot of connections. So yeah, he's yeah. definitely helped me. Nice. Yeah. So looking ahead, uh, what are your plans for the future? I know you've got a lot you could do. Right now I'm intending on uh, finishing out my MBA here next year. And uh, hopefully at the end of next spring, I'll have one or two classes. And if I have a good year and I want to sign pro, I can sign pro right away or I can stay at school and finish my degree. I can play in Europe somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do um, out of those options? I'd like to, right now, finish my degree and then maybe play somewhere in Europe. Nice, nice. So um, looking back, kind of, uh, what was your favorite RPA hockey memory? from the past four years there's a lot of them yeah i have to say the most recent memorable memory um was when we beat it was either harvard or dartmouth to clinch fourth and i think uh our win song in that locker room was recorded yeah and <laughs> yeah i think it was a dartmouth and I think it was just the best feeling our team has felt all year. And 
we were just ready to explode in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Steven would probably know which, which game that was. It, it was Dartmouth, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Did we play uh, Harvard second that weekend? No, nah, you played – it was Harvard first, then Yeah, it was Dartmouth. Harvard, and then – And when you beat Harvard, that's when it was like, okay, win and you clinch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I also had – full year to think about that and, and nothing else yeah, that's true. <laughs> as as did everyone yeah it it always be kind of brutal that that team didn't get the chance to show what they could do in the playoffs yeah all right so um oh how about maybe favorite non-hockey related rpi memory hmm I gotta say, uh, I'm gonna find my girl. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, no shame in that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or almost getting shot. Oh, oh, oh that's, that's you know, good. <laughs> Want to go into more detail about <laughs> that or, or no? It wasn't. It wasn't as close as you expect when you hear that. Wow. But uh, I was like 30 seconds out of a store, and then um, got my car left. And two cars come around the corner and stop like right where, right by where I was. And it was apparently a road rage incident. And some guy pulled the gun out and shot a couple shots at another car. <laughs> uh-huh. This is a, a, f- a favorite memory. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. No, it is what it is. That's a uh, that's a lot of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> no, no shortage of excitement here in Troy. No, never, yeah. never. All right. Um, now, uh, how about favorite rink to play in besides the field house, of course, the Houston field house? Um, ooh. It's got to be Notre Dame. Ooh. Oh. Freshman year. Yeah, right. When I scored my first goal. Nice. Yeah. That was cool, too, because that was on national TV. Yeah, I know. right. All my friends were watching from home and. Got a got a lot of text that night. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's a pretty nice goal too, if I remember right. Yeah, although we were down five nothing at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Notre Dame's a really good team. Yeah. All right. So, moving in a little bit of a different direction. If you were stranded on an island with one teammate, who would you choose? Oh. Hmm. I'm going to say Lindo. He definitely knows the <laughs> most. <laughs> I feel like he could he could help me help me survive. He would like build a, a shack real quick or something. Yeah, faster than you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to think you'd have pretty good odds at survival. Yeah. So, on a similar note, which teammate would you choose to go on a vacation with and where would you go? Hmm. Trying to run through everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Played out in my head, you know. Uh Let's see. I got to say uh OV. Hmm. And okay. we would go Where are we going? 
We go somewhere cool, like <laughs> Dubai. <laughs> Dubai or something. Dubai. Dubai, that'd be a good really good answer. I want to skydive in Dubai. Ooh, oh, that, that would yeah. be the life. <laughs> yeah. That, I feel like that'd be a particularly cool s- city to skydive in with all the like yeah. cool skyscrapers, and I feel like the architecture's mm-hmm. pretty unique. Yeah. Like playing in golf, they got some good courses oh, over yeah, there, I love too. golf. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can't really see Ovi skydiving, but... Uh, he can cheer me on from the ground. <laughs> 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 no, I could see him skydiving. That'd be hilarious. All right. Yeah, I, th- I think we, I think he could be convinced if he was hesitant. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, Kyle, thanks for coming on this weekend. It's uh, been been great having you. Thanks, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah. I uh, appreciate the time and been fun yeah, yeah yeah it has been and uh hopefully we'll see you on the ice here next year yeah. since you're int- intending to come back you know we hope it all works out that way and you can finish your degree and everything yeah definitely all right thanks thank you we now welcome back coach smith Coach, you've got a lot on your plate now that it's the off season and you have to prepare the roster and get ready for next season. You have to figure out who's returning, who's leaving, which recruits are coming, and recruit to fill gaps uh, from the transfer portal. How do you prioritize those, and, and which of those have you been doing first? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, all of those things. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, it's all a priority, right? But you can't mm-hmm. do them all at the same time. Exactly. Um, you know, so we talk with know the recruit uh, the committed guys those are ongoing conversations and i actually believe our staff does a really good job at communicating in advance so the recruits understand what expectations are when they when we believe they're coming when those decisions are made um those are shared conversations but the decision is ultimately on the recruit um mm-hmm. but we talk with them about the opportunity and where we think their game is at and then they make their decisions so those are ongoing. There's not a lot of stress on that right today. Um, once we get back and, you know, we have our initial meetings and we've been having the same thing with our players, um, ongoing meetings, especially with the guys that are graduating, um, those are ongoing meetings about what they're thinking. Um, and as long as their heart and effort is all in, they can tell me anything. They could say, hey, I want to transfer. I don't want to transfer. I'm thinking about transferring. Um, and those are open conversations that did and will remain remain private. So we immediately right. go to those guys and, and say, all right, hey, let's talk as early as Monday morning. And, um, you know, those meetings are still happening based on their schedules. And then we turn, the entire team knows we had a team meeting on Monday, full team, and just said, hey, here's we're here for you. If you need us, um, let me know. If you need to talk, let me know. Otherwise, we'll get to everybody in a timely fashion. Um, we give them the week off. It's it's not only mandatory, it's it's necessary because it's, mm-hmm. it's a long season. We didn't have a weekend off all year other than Christmas. Yeah. So we'll meet with them. We give them some feedback opportunities because we are a player-driven environment. And we want to hear what they think we can do better. Um, we need to get better as coaches. We need to make sure we're planning. So all of those player meetings are, are happening this week. All of those um, conversations, um, you know, are happening and, and, and pieces are moving. Um, and then some pieces are, are waiting to be moved or waiting to stay the same. And then we'll get back at workouts and stuff on Monday. Yep. And uh, where does 
normal recruiting fall on that priority list because obviously that's usually not going to be, especially at this time of year, that's not going to be anyone who's going to be coming in in the fall. It's going to be always for the future and players that you see two, three years down the line. So where does that kind of fall in place? Yeah, it, it's it's it, we have to have that big picture plan, right? So we mm-hmm. know, I mean, I'll be heading uh, uh, next week. We may have to get a replacement for me. I'll be heading out of town. Um, you know, for about 10 days on a on an extended recruiting trip, and that's looking for, for players for the future. Um, you know, there is still an outside chance that somebody could come in next year from um, as an incoming freshman. Um, so we are looking at those as well. Um, so the future recruiting, that's more just, you know, and I lean on Chuck and Matias for that, the assistant coaches, to create that schedule. Where do we need to be? And not only the future guys we need to watch, but we also need to keep track of the committed guys. And sometimes when you go watch a committed guy, you see somebody that could step in with them or before them or after them. So it's a, it's a huge undertaking to cover the globe. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, with three people, but uh, we've got a good plan. Um, Every season is a learning experience with unique opportunities or experiences for both coaches, players, everybody in the program. Um, I was going to ask, are there any highlights or specific things, like big things, maybe new things that you learned this season that um, you're looking forward to carrying with you into future years? Well, I think it's a really good question. Um, One that I I have to answer uh, delicately, but Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure how much better we could have played as a team. Right, mm-hmm. and I think we could have won the series playing that well, and I think we could have won our league playing that well. That's how close the action is. But we also see that if everybody plays to their potential, you need higher skill and higher speed. So the big takeaway for me is we got a lot out of our team. We got a whole lot out of our team, but if we're going to compete for national tournament and national titles and Lake Placid championships. Um, We need to get a lot out of the future teams, but if we can increase our skating and our skill, um, our ceiling will be higher. So it's not a criticism of this team, and it could sound like one, Mm -hmm. but that's the big takeaway is that, uh, you know, 12 12 NHL draft picks is an observation that anybody can make on the Harvard roster, right? We had one NHL draft pick. Not that the NHL teams are always right, but if we can increase our skill and our, and our skating, our pace, um, and maintain the, the things that we have, hold our gains, I, I think that's a, a good formula that we're going to approach. Mm-hmm. And that's not obviously not to say that a lot of the things that you guys worked on this year, I mean, a lot of, most of the guys are going to still be here next year. So there's a lot of really good things that you have built up with them. And I think it'd be safe to say that'll be continue to be built upon. Yeah, there's some guys that mm-hmm. need to take a step, right? They, mm-hmm. they they go from their first year playing to their second year playing. Um, some guys, you know, missed a year. So if the guys that are, are, are in-house can take that growth, they are part of the solution. Because we've had this, um, you know, uh, skill and speed philosophy here for a while, but our experienced guys were very good. They were... They were ahead of the skill and the skating that we're referring to. And um, now we need those skill and skaters to, to elevate their game and use their experience, whether they were in the lineup or out, to, to help make our program better.
And there's some big question marks there. Again, we, I think we all prognosticate on what could be, what might be, what will be. But the reality is current players need to get better and incoming players need to also fit that philosophy. Yeah. And speaking of uh, players kind of taking steps, that gives me a good like outlet to talk about. Um, I thought, you know, just to single out one specific player, I thought Simon Shelberg throughout the whole playoffs was fantastic. I, uh, the best way I can describe it is, you know, he's always been a good player, and there's no doubt about that. But in the playoffs, and it has nothing to do with point totals, it's, it's all about when you're a defenseman and you're out there controlling the entire pace and flow of the game when you're on the ice, that's, to me, when you've taken that step to being an elite-level defenseman, at least at that level. And that's what I saw from him the entire playoffs. When he was out there, he was controlling the pace and flow of the game. And, you know, he if he's playing like that, you know, hopefully the Rangers don't try to sign him. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if he's back next year and, and playing like that consistently, um, he's going to be taking even that next step to, you know, I don't know how he didn't make all ECAC this year, but he'll he'd definitely be all ECAC next year and, and maybe All-American, so... I wanted to highlight that. I don't know if you noticed the same thing, but I did. That's what I noticed. Yeah, at that time he had a terrific playoff and um, a terrific year. He's got such a high IQ. He has wonderful mm -hmm. ability. And, again, it's part of the growth process. And, you know, we can sit around this table and talk on podcasts and coaches' rooms and um, whatever we want. But the reality is he's a talented hockey player um, who, who I agree that uh, this, the last two weeks he controlled the pace very well. He made simple passes. Um, helped us possess the puck, defended very well, and the future's bright for him. And, and I'd be surprised if uh, if he's not back next year, um, you know, doing taking another step. So that that's good for RPI. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. you might need to add an asterisk to that. I, I, I hope he does. Uh, the, the Rangers do sign him eventually, but maybe not, not <laughs> this year. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and they were here. I mean, yeah. they were here... Uh, in the Dartmouth series, and they were at the Harvard games as well. I mean, they, they, they've watched him very closely, and again, he's, he's in their system, and he's, he's a good prospect for them. Yep. So sort of segueing into, like, taking next steps, but as a program, what do you think so that next step is for the program? How do you keep advancing it forward um, regard outside of, you know, just adding the skating and skill? Well, our goals, our big-picture goals will never change. Our big picture goals are top four, um, you know, get to Lake Placid, win the league, NCAA tournament, NCAA championship. Now, we also have, you know, smaller goals like win the special games, which are Mayor's Cup, you know, freak out, things like that. And we also have goals off the ice, you know, like a 3.2 or better GPA. We're at a 3.6, um, you know, be involved in the community. So those big picture goals aren't going to change. We will set goals as we get farther away from this past season and closer to next season. And what the big picture goal right now for, for me as the, the coach and GM, if you will, is um, we need our new guys to have the ownership experience. Um, we need to go through every aspect of our program, which starts with feedback, and sit down with them and, and say, all right, hey, um, what did you think of what we wore on the buses, how about our post-game meals? Um, we need to get their input, we need to get their feedback, and we need to have them understand not only what we're doing and why we're doing it, but what is their influence on it. Because if we're going to run a successful program, it's not 
driven by a dictator. It's driven by the guys with their boots on their ground. So that's the next step. Those are the next goals is to give them ownership and understanding of what, how, and why we're doing it. And how each of their behavior influences it. Yes. Yeah. That I was mean, deep. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you, you think you can definitely use this year as a building block, though? I feel like you almost didn't get that opportunity in 1920 <laughs> with the pandemic and canceled season. You think this year can be different and you can use this more to build forward rather than kind of stay stagnant after the year took was taken away? Well, I think there's there's language that I've used in the past, and it's interesting RPI compared to my Canisius days. When I was at Canisius, we used the language of we're the first footprints in the snow. And um, it's hard to carve your own trail. And so now what we have is a 1920 team, a 21-22 team that have led their way to home ice playoff, led their way to home ice playoff victory. We haven't led the way to Lake Placid, but RPI has done that before. So that's what building momentum is, is let's take another step. And the wheels of change are slow to turn, but I do believe that guys now believe in the process and the culture and their own behavior. So yes, it would be nice to, to be able to build on some of that momentum, um, but we're not the first ones, even though it's been a while, we're not the first ones to get to the NCAA tournament. We're not the first RPI team to to go to Lake Placid, but uh, it's going to take effort to get back there. Yeah, I mean, the season barely ended, so it's going to be really interesting to see next year, but we got a lot of time until then to get things set up for that. So moving more on to uh, setting up over the summer, do you have any expect not, not specifically that you've told any of the guys yet to do or anything like that, but do you have any, like, normal requests that helped, expectations or requests that helped bring in maybe new people coming into the program once you figure that out who may be coming in? Like, what is someone's first interaction with the RPI program as coming out of a junior team, coming right on to playing college hockey? How do you integrate good, them? Good question. So, so much of what we do in the interaction with them now is directly with the coaches. Um, as soon as the right time comes, and I can't tell you if that's a specific date um, or uh, – you know, it might be mid-June, it might be early June, might depend on their own season. We assign a mentor, um, a one-on-one -on -one relationship and say, all right, Vincent, you're with Steven. Vincent, you're incoming. Steven's been here for, you know, one, two, three years. We match up personalities. And then we also assign them to a small group. So the mentor helps carry them so far along. The small group helps them give them comfort. Uh, and those things translate into when they come back to campus you know, and, and we carry those on throughout the season. Um, but the first interaction is, is with the mentor and continued interaction with the coaches. Awesome. All right, I think uh, one final question here before we wrap up uh, was just something I was curious about. It's not super related to anything we've talked about so far, but you mentioned a couple of years ago that Clarkson is the team we're most frequently up against on the recruiting trail. Uh, is, is that still the case? What are the programs we're usually competing against for recruits? Um, recently, and I say recently, in the last three days, um, you know, we're, we're seeing um, some, some portal competition from um, the likes of Lowell and uh, some Hockey East teams, a um, couple Big Ten teams like Penn State. Um, you know, we're crossing paths with them. But uh, Clarkson continues to be 
continues to be competition. Um, Colorado College has we've crossed paths with them recently, um, and uh, I'd, I'd say those are the two sort of new recruits uh, competition. But um, you know we've been we've been doing actually pretty well against a couple of those. It's <laughs> always good to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I remember two years ago you said uh, that that year you were two and zero against Clarkson on the recruiting trail, but. It's good to hear that's continuing. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't say we're perfect. Um, well, yeah. It's not 100%, but <laughs> I, I really like um, some of the commitments that we have that uh, uh, the rules don't allow us to talk about, but we've got some mm -hmm. some high-end guys that uh, other programs are taking taking notice of. Got to compete in season and compete out of season. Yeah. Gotta. So that's why we love it, man. <laughs> 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 All right, well... Uh, Thank you for your time as always, Coach. And uh, I think this is going to be our, our last weekly episode, but we want to come back in the May, uh, like late April, early May time frame and kind of do a update, I guess. So uh, you'll be seeing us again. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> even though it may not be weekly now, and, and congrats on the season. Well, thank you. And again, this is a tremendous platform. I know there's a lot of listeners that love how you guys do your homework and we get they at, you ask the right questions and we get a chance to talk about our team and especially this year it was very valuable with no fans being able to see and they they live through you guys so thanks for for your time and effort and bringing on some new blood too with vincent we'll see uh how that torch gets passed much like the culture and the behavior is going to be measured we'll keep an eye on them <laughs> <laughs> we, we might have to do some recruiting of our own here in the off season though We'll, we'll, we'll update you on like Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't have as much uh, competition. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs>